Boom. Boom. Podcast. Welcome back. Two weeks Welcome later. Back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chica, 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 chica. Mark, did you know I'm full-blown Spanish? No way. No, I, I'm not. I know. I know. <laughs> test, test, test. Does this audio work? Does this audio work Did out? you know that I'm actually Lithuanian? Wow. Full-blown? No. 100%? No, 6%. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, I'm actually not. Did find out that I have a whole new family I never knew about like a couple months ago. Wow. All right, yeah, let's That's get... real. <laughs> <laughs> let's get this podcast going. Yeah. Hello, everyone. My name is Adam Lyons. I am the founder and co-host of the one and only Undercut Podcast. Are you sure it's the only one? I'm pretty sure. Okay. We did our research. We did our research before we named it the Undercut Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. There was one that's called the Undercut or Undercut Podcast or something like that, but they only have one episode and it was released in January of 2020. Oh, so they're they're not relevant. Exactly. And they talked about Formula E or something like that. So I wasn't... And I have a Formula so, One call. Yeah, okay, whatever. So, but this is the <laughs> one and only the Undercut Podcast. And even if there were others, there's nothing like us. Yeah, we're the we're the one and only. Oh, nothing like it. And we are back after having a week off. Uh, we got to spend time with our families. We got gained a bunch of weight and Christmas treats and other delicacies. Sure. And we got to have fun with our families. But yeah. we're excited to be back. We're working again. And we're going to bring you this podcast. And this podcast today is going to be, be a good one. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a continuation of our last podcast, just when you thought the last one couldn't get any longer. But on this one, like <laughs> we mentioned, we're going to rate our top 10 drivers of the 2020 season, mm-hmm. the top three or the bottom three worst drivers of the season, mm-hmm. the top five best races, yep. the bottom five worst races. Yeah. And then talk a little bit about stuff that's happened this week. A lot of stuff with Hamilton. Yeah, some stuff going. With Albon going to DTM. Um, Our last up. few weeks in F1, as yeah. we would normally call it, this week in F1. It's our last couple weeks because we missed it's a week. It's this week's in F1. Yeah. 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 But we are back and we're excited to be back. And Wouldn't it be these weeks in F1? No, it's this week's. We're going to go with the grammatical inconsistency. Okay. The incorrect grammar. Okay. But we are back, so let's roll the intro so we can get into it. Okay, so like I mentioned, we're going to be ranked first. We're going to start by ranking our top 10 drivers of the 2020 season. Or we can rank ourselves if you want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Our top 10 me and you of the 2020 year. Also, Happy New Year yeah. to all of our listeners. You, If you're listening to this, it means you survived 2020. A lot of us didn't think we would, myself included. I mean, I, I was pretty sure we would, but... I'm, yeah, it was a joke, but that's fine. <laughs> didn't land. That's two in a row tonight. <laughs> but... Nonetheless, you made it. Congratulations. Um, We're happy to have you with us. Yeah. Hopefully 2021 is better. Thank you for supporting us all of 2020. We really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. And we love making content, and we hope you love listening to it. Oh, yeah. We're happy to provide for you. And again, sorry we uh, didn't record last week, but we wanted to spend time with the families. Yeah, it's the holiday season. We're both home from university. Exactly. We don't get to spend that much time with them throughout the year being at school. So it's nice when we come home and we can. You exactly. Know? You know, sorry, sorry if you were upset that there was no podcast. There, so were we. We got so much hate, thousands of DMs, millions. Some would say actually, and I responded to all of them. 
Adam actually didn't see his family over the holidays. No. <laughs> he was in his room just responding to the DMs on Instagram. The, the hate explaining why I need to not do this podcast and spend time with my family. It became just a copy and paste. I'm sorry yeah. that you feel this way. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but... We yeah. are back. So, but this isn't the DM podcast. This is the Formula One podcast. And we're going to start by doing our top 10 drivers of the 2020 season. Mm-hmm. This list was a little bit more difficult. And when I made it this morning, I put signs twice. Yeah. So that was my bad. But we f- I fixed it before we started recording. And yeah. So this list just kind of talks about the top 10 drivers of all time. This is a combined list that we've... I wouldn't say all time this season. There's a few names on Sorry. here that I wouldn't put on the all time list. This isn't unlike our previous podcast, which you can uh, check it out. Yeah, our, on, our first ever podcast. Yeah. On our top 10 drivers of all time. But this is our top 10 drivers of the 2020 season. And which you probably have a pretty good idea what the list is going to be, but you never know. There's a few names that were pretty interchangeable when we were making this list. Mm -hmm. Top three was pretty standard. Yep. Bottom three was um, a little bit of a debate, but also pretty standard. It was that middle that are pretty interchangeable. Exactly. Four, five, six, and seven, I would say. And we're going to get right into it. So starting at number 10 is Lance Stroll. Our Canadian boy made the top 10 list. Yes. For Canada. You're oh, Canada, Canada. <laughs> our home, oh, man. <laughs> Sometimes I'm not going to lie to you, I forget it in English. Because I, I, when I was in like wow. when, when I was in elementary school, it was all French. Yeah, so en I, I know it en français, so I know it in French, but I don't really, like, I know what in English. Yeah. But what, like in my head, it's French. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I know how you feel. Yeah. But number 10... That's the only reason he made it, because we wanted to sing the national anthem, yeah, because yeah. we're idiots. <laughs> Lance Stroll, he had a really strong start to the season. Oh, yeah. Turkey got a pole position. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't have an amazing season. He, if, you, if we did this podcast ranking the top 10 drivers of the 2020 season after, like, Silverstone or the 70th anniversary Grand Prix, I would have put him, like, third or fourth. Yeah. Because he was insane. He was... Great positions. He was like beating Sergio Perez. Granted, Sergio Perez missed a couple of races, but yeah, he had COVID early on. Lance Stroll fell off, but he had, nonetheless he had a really solid season, and he mm-hmm. was more solid than the likes of you know your Ocons and your everyone on Alfa Romeo, yeah, your Giovinazzi, Giovinazzi's, those guys. And I mean, Giovinazzi also had a pretty good season, but he had a decent season. Yeah, yeah. Lance yeah. Stroll like a pole position, a couple podiums. Two podiums this season, right? Yeah. Wild. I wasn't expecting that. One him. one should have been a win mm-hmm. in Italy. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I can't even I can't even say in Italy because we had three races in Italy. In Monza mm-hmm. for the Italian Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. He should have got that win, but he didn't. But a third place is fine. Yeah, oh for sure. I mean, hey, I don't know how much more you expected of him because mm-hmm. I sure didn't. But nonetheless, we placed him at, at number ten. I think it was a solid season. I would yeah. like to see a little bit more of him at the end. Yeah. And the like, especially in Abu Dhabi when he really needed to perform Mm -hmm. and the likes that, but 10th. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. And then moving on, who are we moving to next, Mark? Lando Norris. (laughs) Sorry for that. Uh, Lando Norris. Eardrums are shattered. (laughs) But yes. Everyone's favorite um, esports gamer. Your girlfriend's favorite driver, let's be honest. Oh, for sure. Lando Norris. So much personality on that kid. Yeah, Lando Norris, he, but 
we're not rating him nine because he has a great personality. Speak we're putting, for yourself. That's the only reason he's up there. For oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> we we never watched any of the races. We just kind of watched his uh, not the Australian Grand Prix back in March. We're yeah. like, I like this guy. Yeah. Let's put him on the list. Yeah. Whenever he came on the TV, we would shut it off and hope he wasn't still there when we came back on. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> no. Lando Norris, number nine. He was consistently pretty good. Yeah. And had a couple of... Half decent. He had, like, the Australian Grand Prix when he got the podium first race of the season. That was insane. Last lap, Lando. Austria. The overtake. Rip the Australian Grand Prix. Yeah, we're so sad. Well... Potentially ripped. Potentially. But we're going to talk about that later. Yeah. Lando Norris, the Austrian Grand Prix at the Red Bull Ring. At the Red Bull Ring, he had a really insanely good last lap there, but he oh. never really had any moments where I was that I can really remember off the top of my head where he was like a complete standout. No, yeah. That would move him up this list, but he was never, never terrible. No, it, pretty consistent. Yeah, he consistently was consistently good. Obviously, not, not every great, but good. Yeah, not every single race was his race. But no. he, he beat uh, signs in their head-to-head mm-hmm. battle in qualifying and in their races. Mm-hmm. But I think Carlos Sainz had a better race, a better season than him. Me too. And that's why he's number eight. Yes, he is. Mark, what did you think of Carlos Sainz's season? Um, like we were talking about earlier today, he had two more DNFs than. Than uh, Lando, but still eight more points. We talked about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Pretty good overall season. Uh, I don't have much like you. Pretty a- like okay. So both the McLaren drivers were pretty average for where they were supposed to be. If that makes sense. Well, like, I would. I mean, third place in the constructors' championship isn't average. Okay, no, but I said average where they're supposed to be, like with their car and like where I was expecting them as the season went on to be. I mean, Carlos Sainz finished with as many points as. Alexander Albon, who granted had a bad season, but yeah, yeah but I was going to say that's not really where I would. Carlos Sainz uh, look. Carlos Sainz qualified. His highest qualifying was third. Yep. To Lando's fourth, he mm-hmm. he finished second in Italy. Mm-hmm. Had a podium. He had a and he had a lot of like standout races, and he was just consistently good. Yeah. He was consistently really good, but never consistently like standout. Um, nice. oh, the Bahrain Grand Prix when. His rear tires locked, and he came all the way back up. Like that was a ins- really good performance from him, and he put in the performances to put McLaren at uh, at third, third. Put, put him in yeah. third in the championship, and he put in the performances to be on this list. So number eight, and the man who we're putting at number seven. So right now it's uh, Lance Stroll at ten, Lando at nine, Signs at eight. I'm also excited before we move on to see him next year in, in a Ferrari. Mm, I'm going to see I'm, how he does. I'm excited. I think he's... Carlos Sainz. To be honest with you... Yeah, we're still talking about Carlos Sainz. Carlos Sainz. Uh, I think he's a placeholder seat. Yeah, a little bit. We've talked about this yeah. before on the podcast, and I didn't believe you when you first said it, but I kind of believe you now. He's he's just biding his time. Yeah, he's. I think he really is just a placeholder seat until Mick is ready. Mm-hmm. Which, is an, which was an unfortunate move, but we're excited to see how we can do it. Maybe and who next, knows? Maybe it puts him in a better seat later yeah. on, or... A seat where he's going to have a better opportunity, if that makes sense. Because mm. right, he's he's Ferrari's second driver next season. There's no question about no that. Question. Um, and he will continue to be their second driver as long as Leclerc is still there. Yeah. So I think he is just going to be biding his time, holding that seat, keeping the seat warm for Mick, and we'll we'll see how that works out. For we'll him. see how it works, and or maybe he's stand out and makes a complete disappointment. We you never know. Yeah, you never know. That's but, that's true. Do I agree with the Ferrari move? No. 
but you never know. It might work. It might work out for him. We will have to see weirder oh, things sure. have happened. But, I am excited to see how he where like mm-hmm. how he does there. But moving on to the man who beat Carlos Sainz mm-hmm. in Italy or the Monza the Italian Grand Prix is Pierre Gasly. He had a pretty standout season. He had a win yeah. in Italy. That was oh. insane. In an Alpha Tower, he had he had a pretty incredible season. To be honest with you, from what I was yeah. expecting out of him, he had fourth place in Silverstone. Yep. Whether it was the Silverstone Grand Prix or the 70th anniversary Grand Prix, mm-hmm. I'm still getting those mixed up. I've seen, I've watched all the replays of all the races this season, and well, I they're s- both still don't really remember. Yeah, they're they're. It, Silverstone is both of them. So there's the the British Grand Prix and then there's the 70th anniversary. Bro, sorry, the, the British, British came first and then the 70th anniversary came second. They're both at Silverstone. Yeah. But uh, Pierre Gasly, seventh, had a great season, mm-hmm. dummied his teammate. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of great performances. He was set to, he could have got a podium in Imola, but it yep. didn't really work out for him. He could have got, and yeah, he got a win. Yeah. You can't. A, a win in an off tower, huge. Who has that? One, I'm not 100 yeah, sure. Carl- Has that happened before? Yes, and Sebastian Vettel. It? And so it was, it was two, sad. 2008 in Monza, his first ever race win. Oh, well, there you yep. go. Well, there and you go. The last person to do that was Sebastian Vettel, and those are some big shoes. Yeah, in in Monza, which is a special place for them because they are in fact Italian. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, not a ton else to say. He had a great season, yeah. a lot of good performances, a couple of eh, not so good performances. But destroyed Kvyat. Yeah, and outdrove the car. And outdrove the car. So, so Gasly is number seven. Mark, who have we put at number six? Um, I know, but I'm hmm. asking. I, I know you else. know. I don't know. Maybe just, in my opinion, the best Brit on the track. <laughs> I'm making a joke. I'm making a joke. I understood Adam, the joke Adam that time. Adam gave me a look. Roscoe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Roscoe the vegan dog is the best Brit on the track. <laughs> no, George. George Russell. George Russell. George Russell, as we like to call him. Well, and our Sean Connery voices. George Russell. George Russell. Trebek. He's a little SNL. <laughs> yeah. But George Russell. Had a great season for what he, from what car he was out Qualified his teammate in mm-hmm. the Williams. Mm-hmm. Continue his perfect record, who, you know, didn't have a great season, but still. No. And finished 18th in the drivers' championship out of 23 drivers to race this season. Mm-hmm. Racing, I mean, that doesn't really say a lot because he only had three points and it was when he was in a Mercedes. But racing in that, I know, but I, I'll just give it to him. <laughs> okay, fine, I'll give it to him. Racing in that, you know, piece of shit. No offense, piece of shit. Williams. Yeah, he did really for well for the entire season, and then he went to, and then he really got to show his skills in the Secure Grand Prix when he beat. Botas. Yeah, he beat him. Well, in a car that was too small for him, wearing shoes that were too small for mm-hmm. him, with with just a couple days in that car before him. Ridiculous. He was, he was yeah. driving a new car. He was learning a new car, and he outdrove and outqualified. He didn't outqualify. He, didn't out-qualify, he was twenty six thousandths behind. Yeah, twenty six thousandths of a second behind Botas. But he outdrove six hundredths. Something like that. It was some minute number. Twenty six milliseconds. Yeah, behind behind Botas. Behind Botas then jumped him at the start, and yep. you know, kind of. Dominated the race, and the only reason he really didn't win, not to say he would have, you know, won, he might have spun on the last lap, but the only reason he didn't win that race was because of Mercedes, mm-hmm. kind of effing the... Yeah, that was there. That was them, and that was the strategy, that's all that was. Dropped the ball. Yep. On that one, but he... He had a know, great season. He got point. He had a pretty good season. He crashed he, behind the safety car. Yeah, and he, out, yeah he outdrove his, his teammate every race. 
Yeah, he couldn't out qualified him every race. Our our top our top five are all drivers who have ridiculously outdriven their teammates. Yeah. Yeah, our top five for sure are. So it's a pretty common trend. Yeah. But, yeah, George Russell, great, great season. Pretty good season from him, great season. I mm-hmm. want to see him in the Mercedes. I'm so excited for that to happen. Who knows? If Hamilton doesn't sign next year, he might be there. Yeah, because he rejected his contract. There's no fucking way he's we'll, not we'll going to We'll talk about that later, season. though, for sure. There's no way. But, yeah, George Russell. Moving on to number five. This one's a little bit of a maybe a hot take at number five. If we recorded this... It's Sergio Perez, if you didn't know him. But if we, co- we recorded this before he signed that Red Bull seat, then I think people would have put him higher in this list out of pure sympathy. We oh, yeah. probably wouldn't. But Sergio Perez, number five, you either love him or you hate him. I think I've re- I read a bunch of lists of people ranking their top five seasons to see how they compare to our list. Right. And some people were like, oh, yeah, he's like number three or four. He's amazing. He's the best. And then people were like, he's been in F1 too long. You, know, you don't care that he had a win. Get him out. But but those people are just sad. Yeah, I I, I really believe that he had he finished, a he had a great season. Finished fourth in the drivers' championship. Yeah, a bunch of fifth and sixth place finishes. A second, two podiums this year with a win. Yeah, he had two. Insecure. He didn't start two races. He missed. No. He missed two races this season, and a bunch like pretty much all of his finishes were points finishes. Mm-hmm. Yep, except for a couple of maybe retirements. He had a win. Insecuring. Granted, it was kind of handed to him, but actually, no, it was not handed to him at all. I, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, he came from the say. back. Came from the back of the grid. Yeah, First driver to say. ever do that. But and, and a great race and a great season. A so bunch of fifth and sixth, like I said. He had completely outdrove his, his a stroll, in my opinion, and in, most people's opinions. In the in the back half of the season, completely, mm-hmm. and. Not so much in the front half. Stroll was beating him. It was kind of like, well, is this guy's kind of career over? No one knew if he was going to have the seat. And he fought and earned that Red Bull seat, and he fought for it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Mm. No question about that. Granted, there was a 50-point gap at the end of the season between Stroll and uh, Perez. 50 points. That is astronomically large. Yeah, yeah. 50 points. Wow. I knew it was Kind of ridiculous, right? It's kind of ridiculous. And he missed. I mean, Stroll missed a race too because he was felt ill yeah but he was in, yeah Perez was in like 11th at the start of the season he mm-hmm. came back mm-hmm. he didn't know if this was going to be his last season or not no one knew he probably knew before us but came back and finished fourth in a really impressive season from him oh, so he is sure. fifth yeah that's exactly where I would have put him also mm-hmm. so what and our number four driver is everyone's favorite Aussie legend yeah Mark Weber. Oh, yeah, that's exactly who I was thinking. Mark Webber came in when Perez got hurt, Yep, broke his ankle to finish the rest of the season for him. They re-signed him at Red Bull. Exactly. It's been incredible for him. What a comeback from the Aussie. I don't think I'm remembering that the same as you, Mark. No? But. Oh, oh, oh. But number four, oh. Mr. G'day, Mr. fucking Hook'em, <laughs> Mr. Daniel loves the U.S. Ricardo. Oh, does he ever? Yeah. And... Well, he was uh, he was in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah I saw that half point, a half a half point shot, a half court shot. Oh yeah, he has a banger. But he's everyone's he's everyone's favorite driver. He's he's your mom's favorite driver. He really is. Ask Talk about mom. a driver who's been around a long time, who has personality, who yeah. has a swagger. I think that's the best way to put it. Danny Danny Rick has a swagger. Yeah, he kind of changed that. Um, that view on drivers that they're like all Kimi Raikkonen style where they yeah. have to be like professional. Like I'm in this and I'm serious all the time. And I like, 
I need to be serious because I can't let my competitors know I'm relaxed because they'll take advantage of me and this and that. And Danny Ricardo comes in smiling. Yeah. But man, as soon as he puts on that helmet or as soon as he's in the, you know, in the audio room and he's doing interviews with like his uh, mechanics and stuff like that to, as soon as he's putting any work into Formula One. And, and that's, that's how it should be, I think. He's dead serious. Yeah. And that's how I think it should be. He's... He, there's a reason why he's everyone's favorite driver. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of that's great coming song. in with this. Yeah, a great song. I think a lot of that's coming in with this new age of drivers who are the George Russells, the Leclercs, the La- the Landon Norris especially. Yeah. Who are fun, like like to have fun. Like, I mean, I out. wouldn't call George Russell and Leclerc. I mean, Leclerc actually a ton of fun. The sim yeah. racing stuff. Yeah. Leclerc's but, a ton of fun. If I, I watch a lot on YouTube, the, the little games him and Sebastian Vettel play, oh, yeah. and he carries the conversation yeah. every time. But Seb is one of those old school, like, yeah. like I come here groomed. to win. He's been groomed to be serious, yeah. and you can't let any emotion show. It's just competitiveness and raw. And this where, you know, Ricardo shows that he can be competitive, but funny. Yeah, and he did. You're, you are right. He really did bring that into the sport. Mm-hmm. But, that's something we were missing beforehand. But once again... We, this is not why we put him at number four. We put him because of his performances. Yeah, two podiums. He had a really good mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. He got a podium in... A fifth place finish. Yeah, podium in Imola. And he yeah. got a podium in Germany. Yeah, At the Eiffel. Eiffel the Eiffel Grand Prix. He had a, uh, a few fourth place finishes, a couple yeah. sixth place finishes. He was consistent. Very consistent. And he helped... Renault like keep that fifth place. Oh yeah, they would not be in. They would be in like a maybe a sixth behind Ferrari. Mm-hmm. It wasn't enough to be, get fourth. No, but they were close. They were pretty close in that championship battle for fourth and even third. Oh yeah, going into Abu Dhabi, they had no shot. No, but but in, it was still pretty close. Yeah, it was impressive to say that. And least. a large part of that was it was him. It was Mister Gaudet. It was Mister Daniel Ricciardo. I'm sure Renault's sad to see him leave, but yep. it's not like they aren't getting someone skilled in return. Renault. Where's the tattoo? I need to see this tattoo. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm. That's a good question. Where is it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they. Do you think I'm Cyril? I don't. Cyril. Cyril Abotoy or whatever his name is. I don't know, but I think he needs to get that tattoo. He I does. He has a couple of them that he needs to get. Exactly, because he got two podiums. Yeah. Is that a fucking podium, boys? Is that a fucking podium? Uh, man. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah. Is it going to be an Alpine tattoo or is it going to be a Renault tattoo? No, it's going to be a three, I think. You think so? Yeah, I think it's going to be a three. I don't know though. Well, that's for uh, that's, that's kind of for... sad if it's a three and he's leaving. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine what used to be? <laughs> what used to be? I mean, they're getting Alonso next year, so that's true. Fernando. And oh, I'm so excited. I say this every podcast. I'm so excited so for excited. him to come back. Hamilton is a vegan dog. Christian Horner. Is dating uh, is married to Ginger Spice. Good for you. Christian we're Horner. real people. Good for you, Christian Horner. And we're excited. Alonzo's coming back. Those are the standard on the podcast. But uh, yeah, Daniel Ricardo. Good he, for you, Christian Horner. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, man. <laughs> <laughs> Moving back to Formula One, and not not Christian Horner's love life. Number three. Number three, Charles Leclerc. Some people, it's kind of, again, you love him or you hate him. He made a yep. couple of critical errors. He's but, so young. like people, Yeah, he made, you know, you know losing that, losing the podium in yeah. Turkey. Yeah. He bottled it in the Styrian Grand Prix, yeah. I think, or the Austrian Grand Prix. Again, I still get him confused. Styrian, he retired. Yeah, he bottled it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he yeah. drove into the back of his teammate, yep. which is never good. Nope. He drove into the side of Perez mm-hmm. in the secure Grand Prix. Yep. But besides that, he outdrove his teammate. He outdrove that car. The secure Grand Prix. Oh my god! I don't, I don't think there's anyone who outdrove their car more. Yeah, he pulled an Aust- he pulled an Australia 2016 where he qualified with a couple minutes left and just hopped out of the motherfucker and went and got yeah. weighed. Yeah. Which, if you don't know, I. In Australia 2016, they tried out this stupid new qualifying thing where they eliminated someone every minute and 30 seconds. And there was something with the tires. I don't really remember that. But people would basically set laps and then just not go back out on track because it wasn't worth it. No. And that's kind of what he did. Save tires. and But some really solid performances. And he was always extracting oh, yeah. a lot from that car. A couple More than podiums. he should have. Where do you get Two podiums? podiums early in the season. Yeah. Finished second in yeah, the uh, Austrian Australia, Grand Prix. Or in Austria, sorry. And in uh, Silverstone, he mm. finished third. A couple fourth place finishes. Three fourth place finishes, a fifth place. 98 points on the season. Just overall a great year from him. I mean, it was a terrible year because the car was shit, but a good no, year. No, from him. It was a great yeah. year. From the team, awful. awful. Terrible. Just beyond awful. And at number two comes in... Max, just Max, just Max, <laughs> Max Verstappen, number Max two. Verstappen. I don't know if anyone expected anything else, but if you did, you're wrong. Yeah, we were um, gonna put him at number nine, but then we found out he's dating Daniel Kvyat's ex-girlfriend. Is he? Yeah, that's awesome. It's Mr. Steel. You'll see. Then Mr. He stole his seat and his girl. That's awesome. I know. That's, that's not so why, good. That's not why we put him second. We put him second <laughs> because again, speak for yourself. Okay. Now finding that out, that's the only reason. He's- <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome good for you max but and i bet you he pulled a knot in nikita mazepin and did it respectfully yeah nice <laughs> it's a dig on nikita mazepin which he deserves uh, does he ever the driver no one really wants an f1 but uh max Verstappen, he had a flawless season besides yeah. i remember three mistakes he made two of them were in the wet in uh, Turkey. I said he didn't make any mistakes in the last podcast. I'd like to correct myself. I wasn't thinking. Um, I guess neither was I because I couldn't point them out. Exactly. But he had, he met, um, in Hungary, he finished on the podium, but I forgot about his um, pre race shunt when he put it into the barrier. Then the only reason he was able to race was because of uh, Red Bull. Yep. Mechanics doing like the most. And 50, had 15 minutes, like fixed his suspension. Yeah, they're crazy. And then those Formula One mechanics, just especially a Red Bull. Listen, I like to work on cars. I don't know how they do it so fast. Yeah, like the sleepless nights and those kinds of things too to like get the car ready. Oh yeah, is insane. Short off seasons, mm-hmm. like it's really impressive. But but he had he finished with uh, two hundred fourteen points, only nine points behind Bottas. A bunch like his whole season was twos and threes. It was two wins, but. Yeah, he was kind of in that, unfortunately, in that middle ground where he wasn't as really fast as Mercedes, but he wasn't as slow as the, the as rest the of the field. Yeah. So he was just was drinking pretty much the whole time. Yeah, it was just him. His, he had this season on. He traded blows with Bottas the entire season. Yeah. That's what he did. Because you have uh, our number one seat. But, yeah, Max Verstappen, great seat, three mistakes. The one in secure, I really don't think it's his fault. I don't think anyone really thinks it's his fault. No. There wasn't a lot, maybe 20%, if anything, like I mentioned before. Yeah. Not a lot, not a lot he could have done. Wow. Well, but yeah. moving on to number one. Who, did you, who is you it? You probably already know, Sir Lewis Hammertown. Nico Hockenberg? 
Yes. Yes. Sir Nico Hulkenberg. Yeah. The Queen loves him so much. Yeah. She uh, she knighted she, him. She knighted him. British. Despite him being German. Yeah. So at number one is Sir Lewis Hamilton of. Uh, a vegan, vegan dog, dog shire. <laughs> <laughs> because he has a vegan dog. I don't know if you guys know that. I don't know if you know that. We we don't really we've never really mentioned that before. No, I don't, I don't think. think we have. But yeah, so Sir dumb. Lewis Hamilton. He was knighted. Uh, obviously, we're just mentioning things that shouldn't put them on this list, and it's not anything. It's not was not in our consideration. No, not at all. But it's coming up, and I like it. Exactly. But Lewis Hamilton. This one's a little less it, organized, but a little more fun. So I'm, exactly. I'm, have, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's ironic that it's less organized because it's all lists. Yeah. It's just <laughs> lists the whole time. Yeah, but our conversation's a little less organized, which exactly. I don't mind. Which I like. We got the uh, we got the New Year's jitters. Haven't recorded in a couple weeks. And we've been a little too much eggnog for the kids. A little too much eggnog. Kids aren't drinking on this podcast, though. Don't no, they? no, no, no. But Lewis Hamilton, it was very clinical. I, his mistakes, few, excuse me, few, few and few, far between. Few and far in between. Eleven race wins in the seventeen race season. Yeah, ridiculous. Biggest championship gap from first to second ever. Yep. It was. <sighs> It was, it was 124 points between the two of them. <laughs> yeah, it was clinical, and he missed a race too. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's not even contested. He broke the record for most wins ever. He broke the. He tied the record for most championships. He, yeah, just the second best driver of all time. His first best driver. I saw that. Mark made a post on his personal account that was like. Happy birthday, because happy birthday, Michael Schumacher. That yeah. was yesterday, but yeah. happy bleed birthday. But he made a post that said, happy birthday to the best F1 driver of all time. No, it was just the best ever. Just the best ever? Yeah. Oh. Well, I was blinded by rage. <laughs> blinded by rage. <laughs> I disagree. That's for a different podcast. We've been saying that for like two months. This is well, for a different podcast. It's coming up next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. We this week to prepare. And it's coming up next Sunday or Monday. You haven't already been preparing? Oh, I've been preparing. Okay. Good. I'm glad. I've been preparing since 2016. Listen, man. I need to tell you something. What? I win debates that I shouldn't consistently. So this is a debate you shouldn't win because you're agreeing that Lewis Hamilton's better. Absolutely okay, not. Okay, thank you very much. It's Absolutely re- not. It is recorded. Absolutely not. My, my <laughs> point going into that was that if there's debates that I shouldn't be winning that I win... The debates that like this that I should be winning, right? Should be a walk in the park. So this, like this one, which you shouldn't be winning. No, but, but I should anyway, be. Okay. We'll, <laughs> this is just a little hint. You're just gonna hear us bitch at each other for about an hour. Yeah, I'm looking so forward to it. If you enjoyed our little uh, Max Verstappen Charles Leclerc debate last time, which I don't know if anyone did, it probably not. <laughs> but if you enjoyed that, it's gonna be that for an hour. It's gonna be fun. But that's next podcast. Listen, if you see, you start to like, if you if everything just goes dark for a few minutes, it's because we're fighting. Yeah. Like physically. Physically. We're yeah. fisticuffs. Five minutes in the box. Yeah. But Sir Lewis Hamilton, or just Lewis Hamilton, but Sir Lewis Hamilton, it was clinical this season. It was really hard to contest him being number one. And it's also hard to contest him being number one of all time. Yeah, uh, but it isn't. Mark said yes. Okay, moving on to our next list. So that was the top ten Formula One drivers of all time. It was Lance Stroll, Lando Norris, Carlos Sainz, Pierre Gasly, George Russell. George Russell. George Russell. <laughs> I don't know why we emphasized his name so much. Sergio Perez, Mr. Gooday, uh, Danny Rick, the Honey Badger. Um, at number three, Charlotte Claire, two, Max Verstappen, and one, Sir Lewis Hamilton, who has a vegan dog. Yeah, a vegan dog share. 
vegan dog shit. That's actually what they put under his like thing, where, where, like his address for where when he got knighted was oh, vegan dog shit. Oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Ask, ask my close personal friend, Queen Elizabeth II. Oh, oh, the Queen Elizabeth II? Yeah, my close personal friend. Oh, oh Mark's close personal friend. Yeah. Mark's... On a first name basis. You just call her Queen? No, I call her Liz. <laughs> <laughs> That's just disrespectful. Isn't that? A little bit. If you're to our British viewers, our British listeners, sorry if that was a. Uh, hey man, she's our queen too. She's our queen. We do live in Canada, but it's the true. top three worst drivers of the season. We were gonna do three. We we're gonna do five, but then it just kind of leaves five, and we just decided to do three. Yeah. The worst driver this season, uncontested, Nicholas Latifi. Oh, just so bad. He just could not really. He just had nothing. This yeah. entire season, I don't even have a ton to say on him. He, his driving style was not suitable to his team. He wasn't nope. able to catch up with George Russell. He wasn't Russell. really ever to beat him unless George Russell had a you know a howler of a race. That's true. But you know, in a couple of years, we might be looking back on this and hey, remember when we said Nicholas Latifi was the worst driver this season? Like, yeah, who knows? Same he, thing. He's a, he was a rookie this year. Yeah, he, I say this. He just wasn't good. I say this every time we talk about it. These paid, to, these paid to play drivers take a couple of years to catch up. Well, and because get they're, they're shoved through the system. You made a good point. Exactly. They're they're kind of laggards. And I said that about Lance Stroll, but Nicholas Latifi, nonetheless, worst driver of the season for sure. Number two, you wouldn't you wouldn't think a guy who had two wins and a bunch of podiums would be the worst, second worst driver. But he was. But Bottas. Oh my God. It, I don't know how you could underperform in that car. He really, I mean, it's it's really difficult to go up against Lewis Hamilton. Don't get me wrong. I don't know, man. I would beat him, but it would be very, <laughs> it would be difficult. I don't know how hard it looked. Listen. I'm kidding. Rosberg did it. Yeah. And was w- the gap was way closer. Barely. Every he, year. He barely did it. Yeah, I know. I'm, I don't mean he, ba- he barely won, sure. But he, he. The, the gap was substantially closer than this every year. It made it fun to watch the battle between them. Exactly. Like, I wasn't a huge F1 fan back in the day, but I've gone back since and watched old races. And it, it's fun to, like, watch them battle each other. Mm-hmm. There is no battle here. It goes Lewis, rest of grid. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. It's, bo- it's, it's boring. It, I, it, love, from, I love watching Formula One, but watching him win gets boring. Yeah, from a championship perspective this year, which we mentioned on our last podcast, it was boring. Maybe from an on-track battles perspective too, it was also not that exciting. But no. from a, you know, an unpredictableness and a, like just that kind of perspective, it was very. It was exciting. great. Yeah, the year was great. Mm-hmm. But but Bottas, like to make a hundred plus points behind your teammate who missed I mean, races or who missed a race. Yeah, like when he missed that secure Grand Prix, that should have been the moment where Bottas won. Like that should have been his. Like when Lewis retired with an engine failure in Malaysia. In 2016, that was Rosberg's kind of, I need to take advantage of this. Rosberg got taken out, if you don't remember, taken out in the first lap. He's in like 17th, 18th, like I think it was 20th place at the back of the grid. Works his way up and finishes third. Mm-hmm. So that's, and that should but have there's been. there's also, like, like I was mentioning earlier, there's also a difference between Rosberg and exactly. Bottas. One of them is a like a world champion who deserved that, mm-hmm. who was an incredible driver, who's now a YouTuber, but was an incredible driver, mm-hmm. and the other one's Valtteri Bottas, who isn't, nope, who just doesn't deserve that seat, yeah, and who needs to take a lap, like, 
take two weeks off, then just give it up altogether. Yeah. But like, yeah, like I mentioned, that that secure race should have been the one where Botas really secured that championship, and he just wasn't or, or closed the gap. Closed, but he wasn't able to. He was so far. I and mean, granted, he got screwed in that race anyway. But he, so far behind, and he never could really push Hamilton the way we want to see him. But we'll see. No, and he won't. We'll see next year, which is something we if say all the time. We might see next year. We don't know. Oh, spicy. <laughs> yeah, but and another one, another driver who just didn't perform, who got completely outdriven by his teammate, who. We expect way more from than we do Valtteri Bottas. Mm-hmm. Was Seb- Sebastian Vettel? Sebastian Vettel, grazie ragazzi, Forza Ferrari. <laughs> Not anymore. Um, Forza Aston Martin doesn't really have the same ring no, to it. No, it's, it's go Aston Martin. Go. Yeah, go <laughs> power Aston Martin loud. <laughs> but, but Sebastian Vettel. He kind of just teed out. He knew the car wasn't really good. I yeah, think he, they they didn't want him either. He just yeah, and he so it's kind of hard to make the car work. So we do give him some sympathy points. Yeah, but, but really, Leclerc seemed to make it work. Yeah, but and, again, it was the it's the if when you don't feel wanted in the team and they're not making good strategy calls and you kind of have that mentality going into it and you're kind of the forgotten old like Lightning McQueen in Cars Three random reference then you kind of it's great reference thank you then it's kind of hard it's kind of hard to like fall like to stay up no i i, so I completely agree i have but, the most i have the utmost sympathy for seb but i love sebastian Vettel. he's one of my all-time favorites mm. but four-time world champion you're kind of hoping to see him a little bit closer yeah, to maybe Leclerc. maybe in the top 10 yeah <laughs> he just wasn't he finished like 11th 13th 13th in the championship that's insane. Esteban Ocon finished higher than him. You know, Pierre Gasly finished higher than him. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton finished higher than him, <laughs> which for a long time wasn't the case. Yeah, but that Lewis Hamilton that was pretty uh pretty easy one to say that he finished ahead of him. Obviously, I don't know, man. Thirteen positions. Twenty twelve, he didn't. Yeah. Twenty thirteen, he didn't. Twenty eleven, he didn't. Twenty ten, he didn't. Two thousand nine. Oh, I can't remember. He didn't. Uh, he didn't. But, he did. Did uh. Did Vettel finish higher than Hamilton in 09? Oh, yeah. I think so. Oh, right. That was the year that the um, the McLaren cars went to shit. The McLaren cars were shit, yeah. 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 But Sebastian Vettel. And then an honorable mention is Albon. I was going to put him on the list, but, you know, we you already know our thoughts about that. So Enjoy your time not racing. So the top three worst drivers of the season, Latifi, Bottas, and Sebastian Vettel in that order. Yeah. Or the bottom three worst, sorry. Yeah. So the top five. Well, bottom three worst would be the best. So top yeah. three worst. So we're moving on now. So those were our drivers, our tops and flops. Usually the tops and flops is just a segment, but this time it's an entire podcast. Yeah. Well, most of a podcast. But yeah. the top five best races of the 2020 season at number five, the Eiffel Grand Prix, the Eiffel Tower Grand Prix. The Eiffel Tower Grand Prix. Yeah, that was a pretty cool race. It was vertical this time, so they raced up and down the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, pretty much. It was pretty cool. It was nice. Yeah, <laughs> they 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 um a helicopter flew the Eiffel Tower to Germany. Yep, it's nice. That was I, I thought that one was a little bizarre, but they they pulled it off nice. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. But no, the Eiffel Grand Prix. <laughs> it was pretty exciting. Daniel yeah. Ricciardo got a podium. It was cold. It was unpredictable. Lewis Hamilton just crushed it, obviously, yeah. but. 
Uh, I enjoyed that race. Yeah, it was a little unpredictable. It was, had some pretty good battles. It was at a new venue. I'm loving those. I was loving those new venue or the yeah, new cool. in quotation marks. It was kind of an older. I mean, it was the Nurburgring. To so go around the Nurburgring again, though, was fun. Although it wasn't the Norchlife. And if it was <laughs> that one would have been a little bit different and slightly more dangerous. Like the, what the eight mile track? Yeah, no, twenty five kilometers. Or is tw- that how long that track is? Yeah, no, 20, oh my God. no, maybe that's the touring. It's twenty to twenty five kilometers. Yeah, something like crazy or something. like that. But yeah, the Eiffel Grand Prix is pretty exciting. Daniel Ricciardo on the podium, mm-hmm. and yeah, it comes in our number five slot. So at number four, Austria. Yeah, a great race. It was first the first race back. Listen, we had gone six months yep. without having Formula Seven. One. No six. Oh six. Yeah, December yes. to it was like it was July fifth. So yeah. December to June. Can't believe we had to wait till July to get more. Oh, it was ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. But so mad about it. The Austria. Uh, it was great to have F one back. It oh was an God. exciting race. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he had kind of last. Hamilton lap. didn't win. That was cool to see. Yeah, Bottas won. Leclerc finished second, Lando mm-hmm. in third. The last 10 laps were incredibly exciting. Yeah, with, again, like I said, with the last lap, Lando, yeah. and those kinds of things. Yeah, it was, it was a great race. That's all. That's, it was, it was, yeah, it was pretty exciting. Yeah. That's what I got to say about it. You got anything? It was pretty exciting, though. Third place, we got Sakir. The Sakir Grand Prix. The Sakir Grand Prix. What a wrench that threw into Formula One, eh? Oh, man. Yeah, Hamilton was out sick. We had a new boy in that Mercedes car, which was so cool to see. Mm-hmm. So exciting. Yeah, Ke- George killed it. Yeah, it was a, it was a real roller coaster of mm-hmm. a weekend. Mm-hmm. It, you had yeah Russell in that Mercedes. He's he's coming and he needs to prove himself. He has all the pressure in the world. Yep. And it was at a new track layout with sub one minute. Uh, times it was there was essentially no corners. There was no. chicane, and the first sector was pretty much the same. Yeah, but it was it, it can be compared to like a Daytona, the Daytona twenty four hour. Yeah, yeah. The road course layout, like where it just didn't have a ton of inside. It was a lot of straights. And yeah. made, do I want to see that? You know, every race, no. But it was nice to have. But it was nice to have. You know, every and like going back to the weekend itself, everyone's emotions were flying. Mine especially because there was. Jensen Button, who's one of my all-time favorites, was tweeting about coming back. Which and the chances of that happening were 0.1%. Yeah, but I got, got me excited, man. Just the, the possibility of, of a potential Jensen Button return yeah. got me going a little bit. I won't lie. Yeah, I, f- and I feel that. I know what you mean. Like, he's so good. Yeah, you didn't know if it was going to be Hulkenberg or if it was going to be uh, George, and George got that seat. And Yeah, but, it could have been George. It could have been who, yeah. um, Stoffel Van Dorn Stoffel. was in, in, the, in the conversation. Um, Jensen Button, who was my cho- personal choice, who I would have given that seat to. <laughs> Jensen Button had as good of a chance as Roscoe. No, Jensen Button had a better chance than Dog. No, <laughs> not by much. <laughs> but and the racing was exciting. He had Sergio Perez, like we've mentioned before, come from last, yep. all the way to the first. You had Mercedes make up every time Mercedes fucks up. That makes the exciting race. Yeah, you had you had a Lewis Hamilton DNS, not a DNF, yep. but a DNS. The DNS did not start. Yeah, because it was, was sick. Yeah, and yeah, great race at number oh, yeah. two, the Italian Grand Prix, Italy and Wild Turkey. Race. Italy and Turkey are a top two. Yeah. Spoiler alert, but the Italian Grand Prix, it was. 
set to not be a super exciting race. I don't know. I, I thought well, it was pretty exciting. Well, Bottas got bumped back to like fifth or sixth. Yep. That Mercedes, again, isn't built to follow drivers. No. Nope. It's built to lead the pack. So it's he could, true. He they, could, don't, they don't really do well in the middle of the pack. He couldn't really make his way up, so it just looked like it was going to be a Hamilton. Then safety car came out. Hamilton pit illegally. Mm-hmm. Came out, got a penalty, got put to the back of the grid, still yep. finishing the points. Yeah, but then you seven. had then all of a sudden you had Ghastly and Signs duking it out for the win. Which was so cool to see. With Stroll great. coming from the back, and I didn't know mm-hmm. who was gonna win. I didn't know who I wanted to win. It no. was at the end of the day I was glad Ghastly won it. I I had like I've said this before, I had like my shirt off around <laughs> my head. I'm on the floor like freaking out. I don't know who's gonna win. It's like the most so stressful. Hair's going white. And Italy always chucks up a nice oh, race, yeah. and I love it. Last year, 2019, so, was a great race. I shouldn't say Italy, The Italian Grand Prix yeah. at Monza. The other two Italian Grand Prix were pretty exciting. They were all right. Italy. And then, like we said, moving on to number one is... Turkey, and uh, that was awesome. Turkish Grand Prix. Oh, yeah, you missed Sorry, I was doing it. I was doing I a drum roll. Turkey. I know. <laughs> I, I wanted to do my own little thing here. Yeah. Uh, no, that was awesome. I, it was so nice to have rain. Yeah, finally had rain. I, f- I find wet races are my favorite races because it, it closes Everest. the gap. Mm-hmm. Do I want to have again? Do I want to have a wet race? Twenty three races. Honestly, I wouldn't. I don't oh. think I'd be upset about it. To be honest with you, I feel it, it just makes for better racing. But it changes fun. the dynamic, though. Yeah, which is great because the dynamic's been the same dynamic for but, the last seven years. But Mark, are they exciting because the racing is really close, or are they exciting because more drivers make mistakes? Both. I don't think the racing is really that close. I think it is. I think it takes away from the car and it, it, it puts a lot more of the power into the driver itself. I know, but when it's raining, it's harder to follow people and have on-track battles. And it's harder to go offline, especially in that kind of half rain that it was raining towards the end of the race. And you saw, like, yeah, you saw I, Max Verstappen. He got behind Sergio Perez. Then he touched the white line. Then he's on the AstroTurf and it's just game over for no, him. No, I, I agree. Like, I I. I, I just think it makes it, it makes a more exciting race. I think that it yeah. takes away it takes away the dominance that your car can give you or how sh- shit your car can make yeah. your Which season is... and put a lot more of the like the the oh my god what's the right word the skills that the drivers have into play exactly and which I is gr- why I like it I, oh I love it Germany and Turkey were the last two kind of full wet races and they were exciting mm-hmm. Hungary was also Germany was wasn't that wet. Germany 2019, sorry. Oh, yes. Germany okay. wasn't wet yeah. at all. It was supposed to rain. Yeah, I was going to say, Germany, yeah, I, I remember it's supposed to rain, but like it, that it was supposed to rain, but it didn't. Yeah. Germany 2019 was wet, It was, was cool. It was nice to have a a wet race. It was so cool to see Hamilton not just dominate, but really, really dominate. Like, mm-hmm. not to have that kind of, un- be put in an underdog position when he wasn't supposed to win, fought through the field, pulled an insane Michael Schumacher-esque strategy, because mm-hmm. that's where Michael Schumacher is a pro. Yeah. I mean, in all categories, but in that too. The rain master, yeah. And to win was super exciting. And yeah. he that's why it slots in at number one. Mm-hmm. So moving on to our fourth and final list. <laughs> so that was the top five, sorry, the top five best races of the 2020 season, the German or the Eiffel Grand Prix, the Austrian Grand Prix, the Secure Grand Prix, the Italian Grand Prix at Monza, and the Turkish Grand Prix and in Turkey at Istanbul. Yeah. So the top five worst races of the 2020 season. I feel like this one's going to be pretty quick. Oh, it's going to be pretty quick. Yeah. So 
top the number five, the Styrian Grandfather Pre. <laughs> Mark, we, Sorry, I was having fun. Um, I'm like Ron Burgundy. I'm just reading the show notes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just reading the prompts. <laughs> Styrian this, Grandfather Pre. Um, Styrian Grand Prix. It was the last laps we had like Lando and Ricardo like fighting down a stroll. Yeah. I think we're pretty exciting, but the race was kind of mundane. And it was a one-two Mercedes finish with with Verstappen in third. Nothing exciting there. Pretty yeah. boring. No crazy. A wet qualifying. Though. Yeah, that was Just cool. Super wet qualifying, which you know, which is nice to have those wet qualifyings. You had people spinning. You had you had no idea who was going to qualify first and second. Like that was exciting, but the race was not too overall exciting. No, it, it wasn't. But it was. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, there's not much to say on it. Same yeah. thing with like the 70th anniversary Grand Prix. Yeah. Where so. the tires were softer, but the battling was okay, I guess. But Yeah, it was so all right. Those two. And um, so the Belgium Grand Prix is in number four. Yeah. I don't have much to say on this race either. It's just kind of boring. It was, wasn't terrible, but it wasn't what we expect from Belgium. You had no real like slipstream battles going up. Uh, El Rouge and Radion. Yep. In that first lap. You had no first lap real incidents. There wasn't anything too notable that I can take away from that. No, but that, that's why that's what I mean. It was just kind of boring. There wasn't. Yeah. The, it, you didn't get the the fun from spot that you normally expect, and it was pretty average. Exactly. And moving on to number three is Russia. 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 Yeah, boring. Another, Russia. Another yeah. just. Bo- uh, you had land. You had like Carlos Sainz making a stupid bonehead move and. Uh-huh. Hitting the barrier in the first corner, or the second corner, whatever you had. Lance Stroll getting shunted by Charles Leclerc, which is another mistake Leclerc had. Okay. Maybe we shouldn't rank. Maybe we shouldn't have ranked him as high as we did. Huh. Shut up. I'm just kidding. But he, uh, <laughs> there was that as well. But nothing exciting. Russia, if we made this list for the last five years or since Russia joined in 2014, it would all be the same boring layout. Yeah, it's not change, a great track. But brings money, so. It's true. Now, but number two. Abu Dhabi. The only reason this isn't number one, because a lot of lists I've read put this at number one, and it was because a non-Mercedes driver won. Yeah. But it's the most yeah. Abu Dhabi thing for the, um, to have a non-Mercedes driver win, and it's a chronically boring race. Oh, my God. Barely any overtakes. N- like, next to no over. But it's a track that they've been that we I've said for years, and... Um, the Formula One's been saying, or like the analysts have been saying for years, there's nowhere to make overtakes. It's it's just a boring track. Yeah. The, only, um, the grid is it, the grid. How it starts is how it finishes usually. The um, third sector is a lockdown. You can't make overtakes there. First sector as well. Yeah. Second sector, you have those two massive straights, which basically cancel each other out. Yep. Yeah. And in chronically boring, but not as boring as our number one, which is the Spanish Grand Prix. Which is another race that gets so that's so boring Change every year. The chicane or move the testing. Because they do the testing there and they do well, this year's only like three days of testing, but they do usually nine days of testing. So they've the most data they will ever have on a track there. Mercedes is overall like extremely dominant. Yeah. And then to top it off, they have it, it's hard to overtake. And they have a stupid chicane at the end, which only the only value I can see that adding to the weekend is slowing the cars down so the grandstands in those areas can see them better. Yeah. Not just zooming past. Yeah. Which Granted, adds 
that money value, which is mm-hmm. what Formula One's I was going to say, granted, it brings in money, and two big boy drivers are from there. Yeah. Uh, and I, s- I always think Ocon is because his name's Esteban, is Spanish, but he's he's French. It's French. Um, French is baguettes. Yeah, but you got two drivers from there next year anyway. This year there's only one, but mm-hmm. with the return of Fernando Alonso, you have and who brings in a ton of money with Kamoa and everything else he does. Yeah. Um, I don't back to the track. I don't think that they should get rid of the um, the Spanish Grand Prix. I think they should just take away that chicane at the end and then move testing to like portamao or like move it to turkey or somewhere like imola yeah somewhere like that or maybe another track in spain so they do testing on this certain track and then they go to spain and it's and then they get to do the race so they don't have as much data on that it's true it's it it, it's a good point yeah Mm -hmm. like i I don't disagree with you at all i would just like to see portamao on the grid Mm -hmm. to be personally and then and then, yeah, so that's, that's the that's worst our, race of yeah, this season. That's and our then top five. An honorable mention, or as we call it, the sixth man, which is a basketball reference, is Bahrain. And a little a, a super terrifying and exciting race in the beginning. Just kind of fell off. Yeah, boring after that. Boring. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, all I got to say. Boring, but we're not going to talk yeah. about the stuff that's not on the list because we mentioned the list. No. But Styrian Grand Prix at number five, Belgium at number four. The Russian Grand Prix at number three, the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix at number two, and number one, Spain. And that completes our, our season's tops and flops. And it only took us fifty five minutes. Yeah. No, fifty three. But what did you what did you think? The listener. What did you think of these lists? Did you like them? Did you not like them? Did let you, us know. Let us know. If you like agreed. seriously, please do tweet us. Yeah. Tweet me at the undercut pod. Do you DM think, us on Instagram at think, the Undercut Pod. Yeah. Do you think Perez should have been above George in our top ten drivers? Do you think uh, what's his name Alpine should have been in the bottom three drivers? What do you think? Let us know. Yeah. So now we're going to move on to our next segment this week in F one. These was, last few weeks in this week in F one. These weeks, this week's in F one. <laughs> <laughs> so right. it was a pretty exciting couple of weeks, as it has been. They've been uh, Formula One has been keeping us. Keeping us busy. Oh, oh yeah. Keeping us honest this year. Yeah, oh yeah. Nice so the to, first nice thing. To, nice to like, nice to have mm. something going on in the off season. Exactly. You know it's, what I mean? It's it was a packed season with races yeah. every weekend and which I'm not gonna lie, I loved. Yeah. I, granted, would I've liked to have a longer season that wasn't five months? Uh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. No question, no doubt. But it was also kind of cool. To, it was. It was nice that it was packed. Yeah. But that's not really feasible for unless you want to have like a 30, re- 30 race season. That would be terrible. Awful. It would be. I mean, I, I mean, I I love watching F one every week. I I like an F one race every day. Yeah, me too. The issue is it takes away from the race itself. Yeah, it takes away from the specialness, the specialness of the race. Specialness is that even a word? Sure. Yeah, sure. I just made it up. Webster's dictionary. If you're listening, <laughs> add that shit in. <laughs> and it takes away. It takes away from the the, the significance of the race. Yeah, for exactly. Sure. And it takes away from the significance based on, like, points. Exactly. Yeah. So Because every race is worth less points. And it's not as financially feasible nope. for the teams. Nope. And it's not as feasible from a family's and perspective from the mechanics and the drivers and everything. Because they have to spend more time away from their families, which no one likes to do. Nope. But, yeah. Anyway. Alrighty. Let's talk about this let's week in F1. Let's talk about this week in F1, finally. Hamilton. Turned down an offer for Mercedes. He wants more money, and and I think 
Dakota's running out of time. Uh, I think so as well. I mean, not really. They they do have until next year. But so basically, his terms. He wanted four things. He wanted to up his salary to thirty five point five million pounds, so he could be the highest paid uh, driver. He wanted. Wouldn't it, he still be who's higher? Who's paid higher than that? Isn't he already the highest paid driver? On the oh, grid? he is. But like Vettel. Is paid what? How much I think I get? think Vettel might get more. I'm not entirely sure, but that's what that's what our sources said. He also wanted a 10 percent share of Mercedes prize money if they win the constructors championship. <laughs> this next one I can't blame him on. He wanted a free AMG one car. If you don't know uh, what the AMG one car is, and if you've been living under a rock or you're not a Mercedes fan, search it up. It has a 2016 F1 engine that's tuned down. Obviously, the issue with that car. The biggest issue with that car is that they're trying to get that F1 engine under wraps. It's not meant for the street. It get it'll just it, like they've had a lot of issue. That car's been delayed a bunch. Exactly. But he wants one of those for free, and he wants a role. In he wants a role in Mercedes that's beyond the driver, a beyond a driver. He wants a greater role in the team, which you know I can't blame him. The money thing I don't really get. Ten percent share of Mercedes prize money if they win. I kind of understand. I I do understand the yo way. Sebastian Vettel. I was I was just looking up his contract. Sorry yeah. to cut you off. Twenty four million U S dollars. Uh no. <laughs> he went from fifty three million dollars at Ferrari to seventeen for Aston Martin. Wow. That's, so that's, a, that's, that's a man, not a lot. That's a man who doesn't need money, but he wants to win. No, that's so a, no, willing. no, no. That's a man who couldn't get the money he wanted. No, that's the man who's willing to take a pay cut for the betterment of his team. A little bit of both, maybe. But uh, yeah, that's what Lewis Hamilton wanted. He denied the contract that Mercedes gave him. So we'll we'll see how uh, that one turns out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I I really really think he's going to resign though. Like I I can't see a world where he doesn't resign. I don't really think he's no, he's yeah I agree with you I don't I don't think there's much of a chance that he doesn't race next season mm-hmm. but after that who knows I think he signs a one year yeah one a one and done kind of situation gets the eighth yeah. championship and and leaves calls it a day speaking of Lewis Hamilton he uh, he got knighted which is pretty awesome which is pretty and he joins he's now Sir Lewis yeah. Hamilton he joining a very prestigious, prestigious group four guys yeah you Sir got- Jackie Stewart. Uh, Ster- Sir Sterling Moss, Sir Frank Williams, and Sir Patrick Head, and Sir Jack Brabham. Yeah. So a very, a very prestigious group. But two, uh, only four of those guys are drivers. Mm-hmm. Jackie Stewart, Lewis, Sterling Moss, and Jack Brabham. The rest are uh, not. But in the, in the sport, there's six. Yes. In the sport, but he, yeah, like Mark, you mentioned before the podcast, pretty young. That's extreme. So I'm a history major at school. I'm a history buff. Mm-hmm. That's extremely young to get knighted. But granted, he's done so much for the sport, and he's done so much for the world outside of sport. For when it when it comes to uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, yeah, and um, he's the he's the spear, the reason uh, Formula One like spearheaded the whole re the, 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 the whole we races one movement this year was all him. He's the one who put that into their brains. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no one, no one wanted to fight him on getting knighted. Like no one, no one really disagreed. No, he, yeah, yeah, he deserved every second or every every bit of what he got or what he has gotten, 
And yeah, I think mm. it was <laughs> good job, Queenie. Like, <laughs> stop disrespecting the Queen. Why, how is that disrespectful? Calling I'm, her Queenie and Liz? No, Queen E, Queen Elizabeth. Everyone's definitely. That's not oh, disrespectful. Queen E. I thought you called her Queenie. No, Queen E. <laughs> like, I'm like, yo, don't. <laughs> can't disrespect <laughs> my girl, <laughs> Queen Elizabeth II, like that. But Lewis Hamilton also got the Laureus World Sportsman of the Year, the BBC Sports Personality of the Year, the G- GQ Game Changer of the Year, and it was featured in Time Magazine's 100 Most, most Influential People. So, Pretty impressive. Uh, good year for Hamilton. Yeah. But moving yeah. on to news that's not, not Lewis Hamilton. Hamilton. Albon agrees to race DTM while he's on DMT. Yeah. <laughs> We're not sure about the credibility of that source. If you don't know, DMT is just like an insanely it's, like it's a, schedule it's a hallucinogenic. A. Yeah, it's a terrible, it's a crazy drug. Yeah, it's it's that, a wild. We're not sure about the source. We heard it from a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. But bottom line, Albon agrees to race in DTM. He's long thri- alongside F3 driver Liam Lawson. So <laughs> Liam Lawson, we don't. I'm not sure if he's going to do that while he tries a campaign in F2. That kind of seems to be the the best option for him right now to do that. But Elbon, it's kind of the best. He gets to do racing. He gets to stay with Red Bull, which he was already doing as yep. a development driver. Yep. So he's racing with Red Bull, I think maybe with Audi. I'm not entirely sure what car he's going to be driving. But he's uh, racing. Yeah, I'm not sure either. He's racing DTM, and I don't think his Formula One dreams are over. Mark, what do you, what do you, do you think uh, Albon will race in Formula One again or not? Maybe, he's he's yeah, maybe I don't maybe? know. Probably not. I don't really think so. Like uh, he might. Like it's hard to say, but mm-hmm. I I have trouble seeing him back in the in the driver's seat. Yeah, it all depends what happens to Yuki Tsunoda. It all yep. depends what happens to Gasly. If Gasly goes outside of the you know Red Bull, the Red Bull teams and goes to a Mercedes, let's just say I don't think he will. But if you go somewhere else, then Elbon could come back, especially if he's a development driver. His career is not over. I do not believe. I think he will race an F1 again. But we'll see. We will We will just have to see. And uh, Australia. News. Looking yeah. like it's going to be postponed. Yeah, Australia. There have been reports. I, I've kind of known this for a couple, like a couple weeks now because the organizers of the Australian Grand Prix, they basically said they don't want to set everything up and invest all the money because – Albert Park is not a standalone track. It's a park. That's why they call it Albert Park and not yep. Albert Track. It is a park, so they have to make a lot of changes and repave stuff. It hasn't been raced on in two years, and they have to do, like, at least I don't think so, a bunch of things to set it up, and they don't want to do that. Then cancel it, and then they make no money. So unless they figure this coronavirus stuff out in the next couple of weeks, Australia looks like it's going to be postponed, which I really hope not. But if we have a 22 race season, Australia is not on it. I'll be sad. But Me too. Me too. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. last but not least, F1 has a sole three day preseason test. I didn't know they were. I I thought it was six days, but I so did it, I. I read this recently that it was only three days. Yeah, which, which is, is nothing. Which I'm so excited for though. Me too. I'm the the F1 the three day test is really interesting because obviously the drivers don't get as much R and D. They don't get to test their cars as much, no. so it's going to have a little bit more mystery going into either Australia or Bahrain. Yeah, and we will we will have to see. 
for sure, which it'll be good. I think it'll I think it's another thing that might level level the playing field a little bit if you if you don't know your car as well. Mm-hmm. Early on. Not exactly. Not like set, not eight nine races into the season, but maybe race weekend one, two, and potentially three. Yeah. Every everyone's kind of learning their car. Yeah, it'll it'll if you only have a couple days, the teams don't know the improvements they have to make. So it might just be a Mercedes complete utter utter dominance. But they also don't need that much testing because the development is a little bit frozen. Yeah, sorta. You have your you have your points. That you're allocated, rather than that, yeah, you're right. There's not really anything. Exactly. You got your chips or your tokens yeah. or whatever yeah. they call it. Yeah. And besides that, that is everything for this week in F1. Yeah. And that is everything for this podcast. Yeah. And sure is. So we are glad to be back in 2021 again. Congratulations if you have survived 2020. Uh, you made it. And you did. Congratulations. We hope for a good 2021 for you and your loved ones. It's true, and we do. Thank you for your continued support, and thank you for listening to this podcast. If you want to check out your other podcasts, it's on the same platform you're listening to this one. Also, make sure to check out our website at www.theundercutpod.ca. We will yes, be uploading sir. blogs. We will have more information. We got some The Undercut Podcast merch. Potentially coming soon. Coming this year. It will drop in 2021. Yep. It will. Yep. I hope. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. That's, we're in communications. That's the plan, though. We we got some things on the go right yeah, now, so yeah. we'll get the merch. We'll get the merch out. Do you even want merch? I think. I think. Let we us do. know. I want merch. Reach out to us on our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Undercup Pod, and yeah, let us know what you think. Subscribe and turn on your post notifications if you're watching this on YouTube. Yep. Did you like the podcast? Did you, you dislike the podcast? Did you agree with our points? Did you? disagree with our points please let us know yeah let us know what you thought and have a great evening morning afternoon mid-afternoon have a great drive to work a great sleep if you're trying to go to bed and enjoy the rest of your week and we will see you next week cheers bye everyone bye everyone